Hello, folks, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 16 of Video Game Mythos. My name is Ryan in the Fault 13 Palm Tree Studio. Tonight, we're going to be covering a, a specific topic um, that has a little bit of mystery around it. The Hunt from the Witcher series. And we're going to explore some of the lore behind what makes that fable so extremely unique. So welcome to Video Game Mythos. The Wild Hunt. They're widely believed to be a group of, of specters, or like ghosts. Uh, they're, they fly above the sky and they wreak havoc. They raid the land and they search for slaves. But these specters that the common people see are only illusions. They're not really in the sky or riding on horses. But these are actually just elves. They're a group of elves from a different world. They come to this world and they raid the land in search of slaves. These red riders are led by a king. He's commonly referred to as the king of the wild hunt. Although the elves' true purpose was to find and capture slaves from other worlds, they eventually set out to look for what was called the elder blood. And the elder blood is really just a, a complex term for a gene that's in somebody's body. And this gene allows them to carry powerful magic. There's a lot of history that goes behind this gene and the different ways that the Red Riders would search for this gene, this elder blood. In The Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt, the story starts with the introduction of a young girl as she is being trained by her elders. This young girl has the elder blood. She has this gene that allows her to cast very powerful magic. And when the wild hunt showed up to their doorstep, there was someone to fight back. This elder blood, a gene in the physiology of a human, was studied extensively. And folks went very far to control who did and who didn't have this gene. They would eradicate families to control who and who did not have this gene. So children, who were born from parents who had this gene were often prohibited. The family that Siri grew up with, this young woman who carries the elder blood gene, she was in hiding, training for fights that her parents knew she would once have. But the folks who searched for this gene didn't realize that they had only been tracking one type of the gene, the main elder blood. There was a latent gene, a pseudo gene, called an activator, meaning the person had no magical power from the elder blood, but was a carrier of the gene. And while this latent gene and activator could die out in two to three generations, particularly if they were all made male, if it met again with another carrier, the resulting child would end up with the main gene. Furthermore, the researchers had only kept track of the official or known children of carriers. For this reason, they were able to keep track of the legitimate children, but had unfortunately lost sight of any possible premarital or extramarital children. Thus, they only assumed Siri was the sole inheritor of the elder blood, but there could actually be others out there with the same trait. So this elder blood is what the wild hunt seeks, what the red riders seek. But there's some history to their origins that might make you think differently about 
who and what they are. The Red Riders originated from a world that was inhabited by two intelligent species, humans and unicorns. The elves started to wage war with both of them, and eventually they completely eradicated all the humans and their settlements. For some time, everything was great for the elves, and their civilization thrived. They built a beautiful place that served as their capital. However, after some time, the elves wanted servants, or better yet, slaves. The only other subservient beings on their world were unicorns, who they constantly battled with, and unicorns were obviously not very well suited to be slaves, having no opposable thumbs. Around that time, the elves managed to force some of the unicorns to open the gates of the world, giving them access to all possible worlds to massacre as they pleased. Thus, the elven king ordered the creation of a cavalry unit with a single goal, to invade the alien worlds and capture young humanoids to serve as slaves. The cavalry was named Dreg Ramari, meaning Red Riders, due to their red cloaks. The Red Riders started their invasions of other worlds. To intimidate the local people, they wore skeletal armor that made them look extremely threatening and used exclusively black steeds. On some occasions, they also used a powerful ship that actually was made of toenails and floated around in the sky. But over time, the Red Hunt realized that the most effective way to find human slaves was to raid the land, and that they would do. They would travel across the entire continent, sometimes literally taking months to accomplish. And for hundreds of years, the Hunt periodically returned to different worlds, but preferred to raid their original homeworld where humans were the inhabitants. Unlike their new realm, where they'd killed off all the original human inhabitants, this world had been taken over by humans. It also made an ideal place to get more slaves, which is why they frequented this location. The Red Riders seldom traveled in their corporeal form on the ground, but rather as a spectral projection in the sky, as we aforementioned. It was also said that their horses had six legs, yet that we may have just been a pair of spectral visions for all the horses that were in fact normal animals. Every raid was led by the king of the wild hunt himself, who people started to call the king of the hunt because he was there and he was their leader. They believed him to be extremely powerful, like a spectral king who stole the souls of his victims, and he was feared immensely. Every appearance of the hunt was feared, and considered to be a bad omen, an omen of war, just like a comet in our culture. People witnessed both the raiders and their demonic ship. This encounter left a lasting impact on the culture and traditions, with them calling the raiders of the wraith and believing that they would return as an army during the end of the world. Their ship, according to many legends, were made of toenails and fingernails of the dead, thus, they practiced ceremonial removings of nails from folks that they would kill. Strangely enough, the hunt did not raise strong curiosity against the inhabitants of the world. It was viewed as sort of a natural phenomenon like storms or earthquakes, and thus something out of the people's control. Many people also falsely believed that the hunt only came during winter. Fortunately, there were many exceptions. Over the years, few mages studied the hunt and its patterns and tried to figure out why they were really there. There was an entire school of witchers opened and dedicated to the mysteries of the wild hunt. 
called the School of the Viper. This school combined a vast library of books concerning the wild hunt, but the school was later dissolved. Also, some of the individuals abducted by the hunt managed to escape and return home. However, these individuals learned that time had moved much slower on their end, and the people they once knew were either dead or extremely old. And when these people decided to tell others their story, it seemed extremely far-fetched that a elven world with unicorns was dispelled, and it just made them seem crazy and they were considered insane. Thus, the secret behind the Wild Hunt's origin and purpose remained hidden to most. During one of the hunts, they found the elder blood. There was a young girl who was in a stormy forest. Siri struggled to find the right way and was galloping through the area in vain, escaping a frightening scenario, one after another. During this time, the Wild Hunt sensed her elder blood abilities and attempted to catch her, but Siri was able to narrowly escape. So, Video Game Mythos listeners, I have one question for you. Why don't you ask for yourself how scared Siri was? Hey Siri, how scared were you during the Wild Hunt haunting you? Okay, I found this on the web for how scared were you during the Wild Hunt hunting you. Wow, weird. Siri just told me some search results. Apple, please fix. Thank you for listening to this episode of Video Game Mythos, proudly provided to you by 13 Palm Trees Podcast Productions. My name is Ryan. If you have a suggestion for a topic you would like us to cover, feel free to send me an email, ryan at 13palmtrees.com. I would like to give you my sincerest appreciation because I thank you for listening to Video Game Mythos. Unfortunately, I don't have my processor, so 